Hello and welcome back to the Sticks Golf Tournament Recap Show. We have got a large show for you this week. Uh, we're going to chat a little bit about the Zurich and Jay Haas breaking Sam Snead's record for the oldest player to make a cut. I think it's kind of bullshit. Uh, we're also going to talk a little bit of college ball. The boys are at conferences this week. Uh, we're going to give an update on the Phil Mickelson situation as well as the LIV or Saudi Golf League. Uh, we're going to chat whether we think Xander is actually an elite PGA Tour player. And the Daily Boys signed a NIL deal with Hooters. Who to thunk it? And also, what the power of hungover golf. Is it good? Is it bad? Is it for everyone? Probably not. But uh, we'll see you next week. I hope you enjoy. Welcome back to the Sticks Golf Tournament Recap Show. Uh, week after, it's the Monday after the Zurich two-man event, one of the most useless PGA Tour events of the year. <laughs> um, only real highlight that I've, or I guess I have two highlights, but the as one of our good friends had an epic song choice and hairstyle. Yes, Curtis Thompson did the uh oh yeah what was what's the, wild, the wild thing wild thing for major league yeah for so like, he had like the charlie sheen haircut where they cut the back in like three spots and then they walked yeah. out to that so shout out to him and they it's actually been pretty solid yeah he hit, a, he hit the longest drive of the week too did yeah, he? yeah 381 pretty solid it's a shame that uh that didn't go more viral that that's viral worthy in my mind i, awesome. I know I, maybe if they had won they would have gone <laughs> i don't know but where did they finish? Yeah. Uh, I, I think it was like top 20 or somewhere like in, in that area. But speaking of the winners, uh, Patrick Cantlay and Xander Shoffley. Yes, I got that right this time. Um, I ended up winning and they won. And I think they made a bogey and then won by two. It wasn't really close. But uh, but I will say that the only tweet that I've ever tweeted from my Twitter account was that Patrick, it was right after the Ryder Cup when they you know blew him out. And I said, that Chef or God damn it, Shoffley and Cantlay are going to be the biggest powerhouse in U.S. match play like partners. Like in 20 years, we're going to look back and be like, those are the guys. And I tell you what, that tweet has aged very well. It has aged well. Congrats for that. Thank you very much. I appreciate what that. Are you, what are you drinking tonight? Ooh, that's a great question. I off of your uh, you were you were uh, missing an action last week, right? You, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm back on the booze. I'm back. <laughs> um, I had I had a few last night too with a buddy at uh, d- down in Delray, which was a, a lovely time. Trey, Trey came for a little bit, yeah. but I'm drinking a, a Funky Buddha Hop Gun IPA, just a staple down here in Florida. Just a fantastic beer. I've never heard of it. Trey, you on? I do not. Okay, more for me. What are you drinking? I've got a Guinness. Oh, lovely! Lovely. And, uh, I've got a. Um, for those on YouTube, I've mm. got a Ghost Tree Koozie from uh, from uh, Band and Dunes. It's a badass looking tree right yeah, there. But, yeah, that's oh, that's the Ghost Tree, man. That's like the most popular logo at Bandon outside. Talk to me Bandon. about the Ghost Tree. I know nothing about the Ghost Tree. Oh, okay. So the Ghost Tree is on the third hole on Old McDonald. Um, yeah. 
and you're actually hitting, it's a completely blind tee shot. You're hitting right up a hill and you can actually choose to go left or right of the ghost tree. And I had seen plenty of pictures and footage of the ghost tree um, before, you know, getting there. But what I didn't realize is how freaking massive it is. I mean, I don't, I don't, it's gotta be well over it's a, it looks like it's a couple hundred feet tall. I don't know if that's no, I've, I've never been to Bandon and I've obviously yeah. never played it, but I've seen videos and stuff. Is that the one where it's kind of like a, like a blind tee shot and like the yeah. tree is the only thing. Okay. So I, I do know where that the is. The conservative, the conservative yeah. play is you can kind of just play like a three wood out to the right. Or if you're feeling a little saucy, you can rip driver and try to, you got to kind of avoid it. You got to kind of cut it around the left side of it. Sounds but. like it would set up perfect for me. Yeah. Little yeah. slider left of the tree. Love it. But anyway, they, um, you know, like a lot of courses are doing these days with alternate logos. Um, they always had a, a little OM, kind of a nice classic looking old McDonald logo. And then a few years ago, they said, hey, you know, this tree's pretty badass. We should just make this like one of the logos. So um, everyone on our trip, I feel like got a hat or a shirt or a koozie or Something with with the ghost Something tree. Something with the tree. That's awesome. Love that. Um, well, I tell you what, the college boys had conferences this week, uh, and our, right. our our man uh, Mike or uh, Brennan yep. rolled in a nice putt with that new circle T to uh, <laughs> to clinch clinch a nice little match play victory for the sure Wake did. Boys, which that little, was cool to see. A little intimidation factor when uh, you know because I. So I didn't realize I had uh, it was lost on me that the ACC championship is match play. It is again. I didn't play it. I don't think I only played in ACCs once, but uh, but I don't think it was match play when I played it. So I think they may have like changed it to where like the top four teams or something they go to match play or top two teams or the top four teams go to match play. That's right. Yeah. So it's so it's sort of a mini version of of NCAA's. Yeah. The SEC does the same thing. Our our buddies at Auburn. Ended up having a bad last round to miss it. They finished ninth, and eight, eight teams make match play in the SEC. Mm, that stinks. Damn. Be, Didn't GM Butler shoot like sixty fucking three 64 or four in the second round? But yeah, wasn't enough. Yeah, they, uh, they played or they, JM. Sorry, JM. Yeah. JM, JM Butler, not GM. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, ACC. So okay, yeah. So there was four teams that made it to match play. Where uh, it was Carolina, Georgia Tech, Wake Forest, Florida State. Um, Wake, uh, and I saw Brennan won both of his matches. The Wake yeah. beat North Carolina in the um, in the semis. Georgia Tech beat Florida State, and then Wake beat Georgia Tech in the final. So pretty cool saw, for them. Congrats! A little golf clap for yeah. the Demon Deacons. Little um, golf clap. Also, I want to throw out there that the UNC boys fucking slaughtered the boys in uh, in yeah. stroke play. I, they, those guys are going to be a, re, a just a powerhouse when it comes to the NCAA. I think they've got a big chance, especially yeah, with like yeah. Austin Greaser and yeah, the, and the uh, freshman forward. Yeah, that and then the, the two David, twins. David, well, his, his, brother, his other brother plays at uh, Georgia. Oh, that's what that's what it is. Mac, yeah. One of the things Maxwell Ford that plays at um, Georgia and David Ford plays at UNC. Yeah, because the other set of twins is the, the Texas twins, yeah. the Cooties. Yeah, but good uh, shit. Uh, Moving over to the Big East, uh, my my cousin, as as some of you guys know, is the head coach at Marquette. They've had a great Amazing. run since he's been there in the past eight or nine years. There, um, just finished round one out of two at time of recording, but they've got a a nice comfortable lead. They've got a five shot lead in the team portion, and um, 
this kid, Max Lyons. So their their heavy hitter, uh, Hunter Eichhorn, he's he's been the best player on the team for a few years. He had a solid day, nothing wrong. But um, let's see, he's T12 with an even par 72. Max Lyons from Marquette, uh, an eight under 64 today. He's got a three-shot lead in the individual portion of the Big East. So that's a, that's that's a hell of an opening round to uh, not only – take a strong lead in the individual, but get your team off to a great start. So um, hoping Marquette can get, uh, I believe it would be roughly the, I think it would be about the fifth Big East championship in uh, the eight or nine years. My, my cousin has been there. So hoping they can, hoping they can take care of business. Yeah. 64 is work anywhere. Especially so, for, <laughs> yeah. for a lot of kids, conferences is your last college event. Kind of your last you're raw. Yeah. Unless you're one of the, is it, I guess there's a lot of teams to go to regionals, but yeah, that's, if you're not making regionals, that's it. That's kind of my my Temple boys. That was their fate this year yet again, and mm. had a couple of our seniors had their last last hole. Yeah, I don't think I don't think the Tech boys are going to make a regional. And they, they, mm, they are probably, they? They might. They're, they, I think they're in the top fifty, aren't they? I honestly, I feel bad, but I have not been paying enough attention. <laughs> I'm gonna be really honest. I've, like, I like I'll check the scores every once in a while, and I'll text the boys and say good luck. But I've I've been bad. I've been bad about it. I've been a bad alum. I've been a terrible. I've alum. been a bad yeah. alum, and I feel bad. I, I need I need to be better about it. But it is what it is. I, I, Burgess has to have gotten like a, a if they didn't if they don't go as a team, there's no way Burgess isn't going as individual. Did he win this year? Uh, no, but he's played fucking great all year. He's played awesome all year. I'd like you to win. Yeah, they do like you to win, but I'm, I'd be surprised if he doesn't get a get a bit. I think the team will be gone. I, I, I hope they will. I hope they will. So, um, other couple other conferences got kicked off today. Uh, Pac-12, Washington's out to a ten-stroke lead after after one round. Which, by the way, Pat Goss nine-stroke. I mean, Washington, like it's just amazing. Like they're competing against, uh, you know. Arizona State, UCLA, Southern California, Stanford, you know, it's just like amazing that they can whoop up on these schools that have a huge regional, like, for lack of a better word, like weather advantage. I mean, yeah. I just always think it's impressive how many schools from up north. It's uh, that dog, Pat Goss. Pat Goss has got those yeah, boys. He's oh, he's Northwestern. Northwestern. Yeah, yeah, Northwestern. Yeah, yeah. But I, well, so, let's talk about Northwest. That guy's got the greatest short game ever. So that that whole team doesn't matter how bad they hit. That's, that's another another good example. Yeah, I mean Northwestern and Chicago. You got guys like Luke Donald, Matt Fitzpatrick have gone through there. They've had some great teams. So. Yeah, big time. Minnesota. I remember when I was like, this was a long time ago, but. When I was in college, Minnesota won the national championship. And I'm thinking, like, how the hell do you recruit? What? Just They just play uh, hate scene every day. <laughs> <laughs> but only for, like, two and a half months. Really? Yeah. That's sick, though. I think. Uh, uh, Have you guys ever seen that the video of Iowa State's practice facility? Mm-hmm. It is absurd. It is ridiculous. It's like a human I mean, dome. That is just like the way to do it in cold weather where you just have a dome where you can just hit every kind of shot you can possibly think of, even if it's minus 10 outside. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. But Texas, Texas Tech's leading the Big 12. They're they're just one that's round crazy. in as well. Um, but that's a stacked field as well. Yeah. What 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 wow, conference is Texas State in? Is just struggling. Even though they have one of their their studs isn't third. Eugenio or no Eugenio Brian Stark. Brian Stark. Oh, Brian Stark. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, he's playing. He's playing great. The rest of their team is playing terrible. No, not too good. Mm, Texas, Texas is in the Big Twelve, and actually, oh, yeah, the Texas 
Uh, just a couple notes on the on the women. Uh, Texas won the Big Twelve Women's Championship. At a girl, at a girl, ladies, ladies. And there was one other. Oh yeah, Michigan topped Michigan State in the ladies Big Ten Championship. So it's kind of cool. It's kind of exciting to just check in and see who's doing what. Obviously, nationals have become. I, I think it's really cool how how well they've publicized nationals. I mean, you know, it's on the Golf Channel now. You get to yep. um, watch some stroke play, then watch some match play, and I think they do a great job with it. And sometimes, like the crowds are really impressive. Like those. Ones that were, especially when they were hosted uh, at Oklahoma State. I mean, you just had like massive crowds out there. It looked like you know, it looked like a PJ Tour event. So. Yeah, that was a that was a cool year. That was a fun year to watch. And I, was, I, I, I like that golf course too. It's hard. It's hard. Shit, it looks weird. It was at Oklahoma State for <laughs> two years. Okay, two years and years. I think they're in the middle of a, a run at Greyhawk. Is that right? Um, yeah, in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's ASU's course. It, yeah, it is ASU. And I think that there's like a because Oklahoma State won when it was at Oklahoma State's golf course. I think that there's a precedent being set that they don't want NCAA's being held at a golf course of a school anymore. So I think that this will per, like Arizona State. I think this is probably the last you're going to see a NCAA's being hosted well, by an actual club. I'm pretty sure I, I think you're right about that, but I'm pretty sure Greyhawk, yeah, it's in Scottsdale, and I'm sure they probably don't use they, it. Don't they have a, like their own campus? I was gonna say, I don't think that Greyhawk's a 54 hole facility with like it's a really popular public destination. So I think I think it's a little different there. I think Carson yeah. Creek was actually like oklahoma state's course whereas this is just a course that happens to be in scottsdale yeah they also had the ping that ajga the ping invitational at uh, carson creek it's the only time i've ever played it and it was hard as balls really very difficult yes very very difficult um well i i know we've been trying to not talk about the <laughs> saudi league every episode but i think hard, hard to ignore to. It. <laughs> i think we kind of have to right now because phil has put in a official like release letter to yeah. the PGA Tour uh, to allow him to what play in the mean? first. What's that going to mean? I have Does no mean idea. PGA Tour? I dude, I oh. he's supposed to defend his PGA Championship in like a month. Yeah. So look, um, what's happening here is, as you know, like about a year ago, Jay Monahan took a really probably overly firm stance saying. If you play in a in, you know in a Saudi golf league event, you're banned for life from the PJ Tour. So well, we haven't heard him say that in about a year, and I think that's because the lawyers decided, Jay, you probably can't do that. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I you know they've been awfully silent. Um, you know I, I think what's happening here is guys are going to apply to play, and the tour really isn't going to be able to stop them. I think is ultimately what's going to happen now. How successful is the Saudi league actually going to be? That is to me is a bigger question mark. Um, you know, it was kind of funny last, last week, I guess it was the first official guy was announced to have uh, requested to play in, in, a, in a Saudi event. And that was Robert Garrigus, who was sitting outside the top 1000 of the world. I was like, Oh no. Uh, he's, he's, after that. he's after see Hunter Mahan too, I bet. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. But that's, that's what I, I Hey, we talked about this, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, right? Like that's what I expect to see here for the most part is, is journeymen guys in their forties who 
hey, why the hell not? They're they're not making any money on the tour anymore. They're barely hanging on to their card or, or not, you know, hanging on to their Brian, card. Uh, Brian Gay. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you, you got five years to kill before the Champions Tour, you know, go for it. Um, <laughs> those are the types of guys. So to speak. I mean, that's what happens to a lot of guys, you, you know, uh, um, a lot of guys – you know, think about how few guys in their late forties actually have a tour card. There's a few, there's always outliers. I mean, Stuart Sink has played really well into his late forties, but like last week, that's right. But most of those guys disappear from about age 44 yeah. and like, you forget they exist and then bam, they hit the champions tour and that, you know, they're, they're winning. I guess he was, he was hanging on. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. I got his card still. He's still, Balling. He's still PGA. playing. Hey, uh, well, I mean, I know he plays PJ Tour events. I know he's on the Champions Tour now, but yeah, yeah he is. Some of them they dabble back and forth. They'll, they'll pick yeah. their spots. Like Davis Love still plays in like one or two PJ Tour events a year. Like Sea Island, obviously, is at home for him. And uh, you know, you know, what I thought was kind of cool is um, God, who was that? Somebody played with their dad at the oh, uh, um, Haas. Haas. Haas yeah, Jay Haas played in his first PJ Tour event in like. 10 years or something. Is Bill uh, Haas still on tour? Uh, he's has enough status to play in Zurich with his dad. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and tell you what, it was kind of a bold play. Cause I think he's like low key, like struggling to keep his card for him to decide to go play with his dad. It was a bold play, but I tell you what, I it think, worked out. I think he's probably yeah. done. And he has like, he won a he won a FedEx Cup. He's probably like 50, 60 million. Yeah, maybe, I mean, maybe more. I mean, he's not hurting. Yeah, but like so that's, so that's that's what you have to consider, bro. Like I don't think that forty two year old Bill Haas is is really out there just yeah, grinding the yeah. sweating about yeah. yeah. He's gonna he's gonna go play twenty two events if he keeps his card. If he does, if he doesn't, we'll probably pretty funny. Uh, great events yeah. next year, and then he'll, he'll wait the championship tour. Yeah. So Jay Haas, by way of them making the cut, because. By way of them making the cut, let's go. The, the, the tour decided that, you know, I mean, this counts as a win for Shoffley, a win for Cantlay. Yeah. Um, a made cut counts as a made cut. Um, and by way of them making the cut as a duo, Jayhaas broke Sam Sneed's, like, half-century-old record of the oldest player ever to make a cut on the PGA. No way. There should obviously be some sort of asterisk in the yeah. role, in, in, the, in the history book there, but technically Jayhaas by definition from the PJ tour is now the oldest player ever to make a cut that's at 68. Sam Snead made one at age of 67. Dude, that's going to be some ridiculous, like 67 made a cut on tour. Yeah. yeah. And that wasn't no Zurich classic too, man. That was, that was a real deal event. Yeah. Sam Snead famously, he was like the first guy that really showed you could play at the highest level into his fifties. He won, he won a PJ tour event at 53. And most guys back in those days, you know, they weren't they weren't really into fitness, obviously, like they are now. So most of those guys flamed out in their like late thirties. They were done. And Sam Snee was a rare exception of that. The pine tree, the pine tree fell up. Oh, is, is he a pine tree guy? He was he like built pine tree. Oh, I didn't he, know. He, he was a pine tree for twenty five years. Well, there yeah. you go. Speaking of technicalities, got a got a little trivia question for y'all. Give it to me. I love technical. How many full field? Events with a cut has Anders Shawfley won on the PJ Tour. Wait, so a regular PJ Tour event, so not Zero. not a WDC, WGC, or yeah, correct because that's WGC no. doesn't count because it's a limited field. It's sixty players. There's no cut. None. He has one. 
One. It one. It's his first one. It was the Greenbrier Classic. <laughs> he wanted the Greenbrier. Yeah, he wanted the hockey at the Greenbrier. He, what? He, no, he had it to like a foot on the 18th hole of part three to win. Really? As a PGA Tour rookie. Yeah. That's sick. I did not know. You know what? I just remembered that. Yeah. You're right. I remember watching that. He was a young buck. So, so he won the Greenbrier, and then he goes Tour Championship, which yes, 30 great players, but it's only 30 players. WGC, 60 players, mediocre field in China. Century Tournament champions, 30 guys in Hawaii. Yeah. And then uh, the Zurich, and that's it, which is two-man event, which and, I mean, and, we all. And, and, wait, 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 wait. And a gold medal. Olympics. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, which is awesome. But also, again, limited field, no cut. I think there's only 60-some players in that, and probably only about 30 of them are truly like them top are, 100 like, players. Yeah. Scott Vincent. Now, hey, <laughs> hey, don't you talk shit about my boy Scott Vincent. He played his ass off. He played great. He played great. We, we know Xander's a world-class player. This is not an indictment on his talent. However, you know, it, it does beg the question, is he really, like, elite elite if he, if he really doesn't win, like, regular PJ Tour events ever? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's won one in, like, seven eight years um you know he's almost got dare i say a little bit of ricky fowler in him in that in that way <laughs> don't you dare talk shit about ricky fowler to me i would don't say he's dare. a little overhyped and he was quick he's, he's very very good but he's not like he's like a luke donald in my eyes <laughs> yeah luke donald so you think he's gonna get the world number one <laughs> i mean he he's like seems like a guy who's gonna win quite a few times just rack up top tens but not really win in majors Sounds more like Jim Furyk to me. Luke Donald doesn't have any man. That's true. And and Jim, oh god, Jimmy hitting. Furyk has like three, three majors. Basically. Anytime I think about Jim Furyk in a major, I think of him just absolutely snap hooking that driver Luke on eighteen. Tom, he was like forty-seven years old. Okay, <laughs> just fuck off. That's what I think of. He won like the two thousand three U.S. Open. At, that's uh, correct. At Olympia Fields. That's Olympia Fields. Olympia Fields. Olympia Fields. Yeah, yeah that's go. his only major. Yeah. Uh, it's the only one. Yeah. 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 Like, he definitely doesn't have three. Um, you know who uh, who did have also a good week last week? Uh, John Daly the second, big mm-hmm. NIL deal. Huge oh, NIL with deal. the Hooters, baby. <laughs> He's a Hooters boy. Now. He's a. Did you see like the the state the comments? Put out? Oh my god! So After a long relationship my father has had with the Hooters company, I will <laughs> I will continue upon his path toward large breasts like, and full beers. <laughs> the, 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 I don't the, think he drinks. What? I don't think he drinks. I don't. I think he like. I don't think he fucks around with that stuff. No, I'm like pretty positive that he doesn't drink or like do anything. Honestly, that's probably a good. That's like a really good thing. That's I a mean, fantastic thing. We all love John Daly for being John Daly, but we only we, need one John Daly. We only need one. We don't need two. We're good. If John Daly two is clean living and makes it on tour and has a great career, good for him. Hell yeah, JD two. The Razorback. That's so sick. The hooting and hollering Razorback. Yes. To Trey's uh, comment, I thought it was so hilarious. Just the way he was talking about it as if it was some, like, you know, refined establishment. Yeah, it's like it was Ruth's Chris. Yeah. Like, no, dude. Like, girls Morton's. are walking around with push-up bras and booty shorts on. Giving you not <laughs> Like, what? Um, no, I think that one of the funniest things I heard about it was the some podcast that you listened to in the car. Yeah. And they're like... Can we just see a full-blown Hooters country club where the clubhouse is just a restaurant and <laughs> yeah. the golf course is designed by John Daly? And- that would be sweet. Hey, 
Hooters wings, by the way. Don't sleep on Hooters hey, wings. Those solid things are wings. fire. They're delicious. Of course. They're great. Solid wings. But yeah, I can't wait for the PNC championship. I hope they're both just decked out in the most ridiculous Hooters gear. Oh my God. They have to be. In their defense. So. A, fun, a fun tip for any golf fans out there. Uh, if you're ever, if there's ever a corn fairy event going on in the location that you are in, just go to the nearest Hooters or Twin Peaks and you will find between 30 and 60% of the field. <laughs> that is, that is a fair statement right there. I, That's doubt that. I have a very I brief funny Hooters story. We were me and a player I was getting for who everyone knows, Brandon Matthews. Um, we were at a Hooters the day before our tournament. We had an afternoon tea time. We were there uh, a good ways into the night and we were with a fellow named Rafa Campos and he had been just hammering liquor drinks. All he's a you boy. He he's a boy. And so we, we assumed that everyone else in the bar at 1.30 in the morning had an afternoon tea time, but not Rafa. He teed off at like 8.30. And we see him, we're getting done, and Brandon's like, oh, my God, Rafa had a morning tea time. <laughs> and he yells over, he's like, Rafa, how you doing, pal? How'd you play? And he's like, 63, bro. 63, bro. I did it. Yeah. That's so great. She's like, she's like nine under. That's, <laughs> that's like my about 15 doers over ice. Yeah. That is, that is the epitome of, uh, that's, that's the Puerto Rican way. I think. You know, like my buddy, Peter Nade, who's just a fantastic human being play golf at Maryland. We're playing the Eastern Am one year and we had a bunch of boys sleep, staying over at the house. And uh, oh, there was there's two guys that made the cut out of the seven that were in that stayed in my apartment, my house. Gotcha. I was not one of them. Mark Lawrence was one and Peter Nade was one. And there was a, a Dirk's Bentley concert the uh, the night before the final round. And I, I, I knew I missed cut. So I was like, I'm going to the concert. Mark decided to stay home. But everybody else decided, including Peter, that we were going to go to that concert. Peter slept on my kitchen floor, woke up at like. 6.30, drove to the golf course, had was like first off of 10 and shot 63 in the final round. <laughs> and I, I just yeah, remember back up to, I was uh, following yeah. him the whole day on my phone. I'm like, are you kidding? He made another birdie. He's blacked out out there. He just has no <laughs> idea what he's doing. He's just out there he just hands, figuring it out. Rolling the rock. Oh, it's so funny. It's so sure. good. I, I think that that's a lot of talent to be able to go out and just – I, I can't do that. If I have four beers the night before, I am going to have a little bit of a struggle in the morning. So I can't I, more power to those boys. Cause I can't do that shit. I, I discovered I could play really good hungover golf one year uh, in the state open in 2006. Uh, one of my best friends, Brett, big city chambers came down to stay with me. Uh, we were both playing in the state open. This is like summer between sophomore and junior year of college. And, we go out partying every night and it was really the first time I think that I was like showing up to the course, you know, multiple days in a row with like, a ever. um, and played my ass off and got tied for low amateur. <laughs> That's <laughs> sick. And I was like, Oh, and, and actually might've been hung over himself. And actually the funny thing about that is like, I was like, it really was kind of a light bulb moment. And this is, you know, Maybe not advisable to the kids out there, but I mean, it slowed me down, right? Like I was always a little bit of an anxious, nervous kind of type um, back in the day. Like, and I think it just like slowed me down enough that like I was just kind of more in a chill. Tell you what, Rosie, as, as any as any Kenridge participant will tell you, if if you're if the only thing you're focusing on is not throwing up in a fairway, 
Not a lot of room for bad thoughts about the golf swing. That's just correct. Stand over the ball and just lower it. That's correct. Just hit, you hit it, and it just goes maybe not as far, but it goes pretty darn straight. That's the greatest golf tournament ever because you go, you play the first round. If you shoot in the 60s, you have like eight beers instead of 15. <laughs> but then if like if but like if you shoot like 73, oh, you're having 15. Have at it. And then you're just you're coasting. Where you're hoping you yeah. you're like you're hoping to like win Snag like the flight. third flight. Yeah. Like, I, I, have a, I have a flight trip in the connection. Yeah. Get you a pair of shoes or something. Yeah. You know, good stuff. Good stuff. <sighs> all right. Well I think that's all we got that's for the recap. The tournament recap. That is the tournament recap. And plus, just thank you all for listening and quick, we, uh, quick look forward. We got uh the Mexico open this coming week. Uh this is a new tournament on the tour schedule. So the Mexico Open is an event that has been taking place since the forties, but it's been a Latin American tour event. You remember the uh yep. So the, the WGCs are being phased out. So we've lost that WGC Mexico City Championship. So they're moving this to uh the Mexico Open. The field doesn't look great. John Rahm is there. There's a few other notable players, but I think I think John our boy, the home event. <laughs> yeah, I think our boy uh, Bryson is playing. Nimmer, I think. Really? Is he? Oh, yeah, pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, he Monday qualified. That's yeah, he Monday. Yeah, he Mondayed again, dude. He's so would, fucking would, would good. He just start bro. racking up top tens like Teddy Reed and just get out there. He's like, so good. God, he needs to Curtis, win. Curtis, Curtis Thompson's down there too. So we got two, two guys to root for. We got two horses. In, uh, we got Mexico. All right, I know who I'm betting on. Yeah. Well, he, he got he, he texted us. No, but he the last time he texted us saying bet on he fucking almost missed the cut. So I'm not I'm not worried. I'm not worried about it. All right. <laughs> on to the round table. Enjoyed it. Thanks, boys. See ya.